You got to stop and smell the colors, man. Yeah. And why do we do that, Brian? Some people really hate this level of humor. Because we're all a little bit insane. Can I check those glutes out, sonny boy? You Let can reach around I can and help them. give them a little squeeze to see how they feel. Bad and on over. Grab that cupcake off the ground. Why am I not a serial killer? And why did I enjoy doing that? I love shower doors. I like to see it coming. Prove me wrong, by the way. We're shower curtain people. What the heck kind of bathroom are you making? 4 a.m. Still lonely. Come yeah. on, Susan. Yeah. That was yeah. awesome. But there are so many things <laughs> that we do day to day that we take for granted, especially this year. I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, mother. A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. You know, we're all about nerding out on the things we love, unleashing our superheroes and winning at life and having fun. There is so much to talk about today. Fall fun, new TV shows and movies, new music, fun drinks. The list goes on and on. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to kill two birds with one stone and actually wait, let's kill lots of birds with one phaser. Let's have an avian annihilation. Yeah. Wait, that's... They're not supposed to be attacking young children. We're supposed to be attacking the birds. What? What is going on here? Has anybody even seen that movie? <sighs> Let's rock it. How about a little horror for October? Lots of birds horror. attacking you. <laughs> Welcome to the Real Brian Show. <laughs> 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 oh, that was good. Hey, hey Captain like, Influence. I'm the real What's Brian. Up, oh, I'm Nero. I'm, Sorry. I'm Nero. I'm Nero. It's, I'm been Captain a, Influence. it's been a long time since we've said that. You know, because I, mean, I think it's played out. We, we said it enough, and I, I think we, you know, we need to be give everyone a break from. But I, agree. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with still doing the lemon pledge thing. Uh, that's no. that never gets old for me. No. And Herbert, of course, you know. Mm, but that's right. That's right. No, so yeah. tell me this though: <laughs> you've seen the birds, right? A while back. Yeah, several decades ago. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> do you remember the movie well enough to comment on it? No, not okay. really. Okay. <laughs> I just remember a lot of birds attacked some town in the what New England is it? And well, West Coast. Oh, West Coast. Yeah, okay. Bo- See, I, I already Bodega got that Bay. off. Right off. Yeah. So I got that wrong right off the bat. My parents had been to Bodega Bay. They were there like probably 10 years after the movie was made somewhere in there. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming. And so, you know, it was, they said it was a little creepy because they're imagining all the birds. But, you know, a Hitchcock movie, 1963 <laughs> ish. I think is when it, I think it was 63 when it came out. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's so funny because I watched it in I think it was college. I'm pretty sure. And I just remember laughing through most of the movie. <laughs> <I> thought, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's supposed to be a horror. I'm not supposed to be laughing. But for some reason, I, I laughed at it because I'm thinking just you know wear like really? fo- football padding and you know some you know wear a bunch of different clothes birds can't get through you yeah, got is- baseball bats tennis rackets i mean uh, cricket bats dude cricket would be a great because they're wide or you know oars from canoes i mean just wide things that you can just be swinging and going like crazy katanas machine guns yeah, you're just you're just thinking left for dead too right now yeah. except with birds yeah yeah you know no, what? Uh, i get it I, I can relate because I seem to recall when I did see the movie when I was a 
young person. I wasn't too impressed with it. Uh, it was kind of dated, but not that it was just dated. It's it's an Alfred Hitchcock film, so it was pretty masterfully done for what it was. Of course. But that just the, I couldn't, my brain could not wrap around the concept of birds attacking and being murderous like that. I just, yeah. I couldn't wrap my head around it. Like with Jaws and a shark, you can total anybody can wrap their head around a, a killer shark, right? Yeah. Almost like a possessed, insane, huge, great white shark. That's within the realm of prototype of horror that I was sure, raised with, I sure. guess, right? But the birds kind of jumps the shark on horror concepts for me. So, yeah. oh, sorry, sorry. It's skip jump, does a skip jump. <laughs> In the realm of horror for me, I just yeah. couldn't really take it seriously. I, you know, and that was a problem. I had the exact same problem with it is that it was just a little, for some reason it wasn't realistic <laughs> enough, but that was the same thing with Cujo. That yeah. was another well, movie that where it was like, they could have easily escaped that dog. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, yes. I, the, now the dog itself was creepy and, and it was well done as far as a horror <laughs> movie, but the actual, and I know it was a book first, but the actual in the movie, you know, when you're watching this, you're like, you guys can get out of there. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, okay. you can. And it's just like, <laughs> I could have done that. And there were ways around it. But I guess what it shows is how fear is petrifying. And when you're in yeah. petrifying fear, you literally can't move. You can't think clearly. Uh, yeah. So I guess in that sense, it was a, a psychological thriller in that sense. But, you know, okay, think, sure. think of Psycho. Now, that was, a, let me put it this way. Hitchcock was genius either way. And Psycho was incredible. The original was just like one of those. You're like, wow. Yeah, that's who. Yeah, it broke. Still broke, creepy. Broke boundaries for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, mother. No. Oh, my gosh. I actually for <laughs> Halloween and I, I've never done this yet. And I don't know why. I, I think it's partially because we never had the foot traffic where we've lived, where it would have actually made a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, as far as like trick or treaters. And of course, this year, we're probably not going to have much of anything. I don't think um, because of COVID. But I always wanted to do it where there was a lot of foot traffic where you had a light shining out the window, essentially, but you had the shades down and then you have like a dummy that looks like a mother, like the grandma mother style that's in the rocking chair. And then you have like some kind of thing that's behind it. Yeah. That's making the rocking chair kind of rock back and forth and it's Mm -hmm. just sitting there and then you have like a, a vacancy, no vacancy sign kind of thing above it. And that's it. I just think that would be cool. Now, the thing is, is a lot of people these days probably wouldn't even get that anymore. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Back in the 80s and especially in the 70s, everyone would get that, right? And in fact, I'm pretty sure I've seen something like that when I was a kid. Oh, that would have uh, been cool. I never not, saw Not that. the vacancy sign, but the dummy in the rocking chair yeah. with the backlighting. I'm pretty sure I've seen that in some kind of a Halloween installation, whether it was someone's house oh, that's or cool. whatever. See, and I've never but, seen uh, it. I would love to see somebody do something like that. But again, yeah. got to be high foot traffic. Otherwise, no one's ever going to see it. Yeah, and I don't know if we'll ever. I don't. I'm honestly not sure we'll ever have high foot traffic for Halloween again. Remember the movie E.T. Yeah. Oh, of course. Remember the Halloween part where the all the kid, like the, the entire neighborhood of kids were out oh, trick yeah. or treating yeah. at the same time. That's literally how it used to be. That was not that. an exaggeration. Nope. I, that's how it was in almost every neighborhood in this country. Yeah. Uh, back during the 80s, especially in the 90s, it started petering out, and then as soon as the new century turned over. It's just been different since then. So. It has. I know because when we lived in a, a house neighborhood, for, I mean, we lived there for seven years, you know, and it's like they were trick-or-treaters, but it was usually organized by the families on the actual street and they went around to certain houses. But I mean, it was like they went to specific houses or, and this is what I loved, not kidding. We had friends who would literally like take their kids to rich neighborhoods Oh yeah. <laughs> and trick or treat there because they got better candy. And I'm like, full wow. size Snickers bars. Boom. Yeah. A couple of <laughs> young gold diggers out there already training, you know, to be, anyway, but uh, yeah, you're right in the eighties. I mean, I remember 
going <laughs> along our streets as kids and like you would go probably three, four streets, you know, max, yeah. but you'd go to every house. But right. I mean, there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids everywhere. It was just, it was literally like a street party. Yeah, it was everywhere. It, just a bunch of kids with their parents attending them. Yeah, it was, it was so all much dressed fun. up in their little outfits. It's just crazy how much society evolves over time. You know, it's, yeah, and you know what's funny is you can only there, really see it when you're older too. There was this scare back in the '80s of because it was happening, people were putting needles and razor blades right, in and candy. Razor blades, yeah. Yeah, and so you know you had to go through and you had to check the candy and make sure it was it was safe and everything. But and it uh, always was. It, it was. I mean, you had that once once in a blue moon, someone would get you know because it happened. And then the media would sensationalize it, and of then course. everyone was parent. Yeah, that's but how we it all worked. still yeah. did our thing, and we all still had fun and all. And it's just like and we were all still careful. And then, right. yeah, nowadays it's like people are afraid to leave their homes. It's, it's, it's just interesting, but you know what it is. Uh, I heard a great quote. They were talking about gun violence. And by the way, this is not to politicize anything. I'm just telling you the quote I heard. And it yeah. said like, there've always been guns. There always will be guns. The only difference is, is that we have more cameras that are more connected. Mm-hmm. And so the whole point was that nothing's really changed. It's just, we now know more. And I love that quote because it's just a great reminder that yes, we know more. And in many ways, we know too much. Hmm. Nothing's really changed. There's still bad people. There's still good people. We need to know less. We need to fear less. That's really what it comes down to. Oh, and then I heard another really interesting quote too, which is a little bit different, but it's funny. They were talking about, um, and I can't remember the guy's name because it's a name I can't even pronounce anyway. So, but the quote was, if there's one thing I've learned in life, it's that none of us are adults. We're all still trying to figure it out as we go along. So if you have like, something you feel called to do or you have a passion or something, just go do it. You'll Mm. figure it out. No one knows all the answers and we need to stop acting like everyone else knows answers that we don't know. Interesting. It was such a great quote because how many times have I been like, I don't know what to do here and I've gone out, I've sought advice and the advice that I typically get is very one-sided. And so I say, well, is that the only way or is that just the only way that they know? Right. Which answer is it? And and likely probably the latter, but yeah. exactly the answer is likely it's the only way they know. That's probably not the only way. So then the question is, is well, maybe I'm meant to figure out the other way because if no one else has yeah, done it, yeah, then Get exactly. So it's a, such a great reminder and a great encouragement. Just wanted to share that. Good. Right this moment, it. Oh, I am so thankful. I was so afraid. We had this crazy, crazy cold spell back in the beginning of September. I was so afraid that the leaves were all just going to fall off. (laughs) We had two years where I think, yeah, it was two years ago. I don't even know what it was. I'd never seen anything like it. But one day in September, we had green leaves. And the next day, we had no leaves. Uh, It was a freak thing. No, I've never seen it happen like that here. I mean, usually like leaves will fall off, but it wasn't because of wind either. It was... Well, that's weird. Something Frost. stressed out the trees. You know what? We were actually at a, a CSU football game that day. So thinking back, it was really, really hot. And within less than two hours, I'm thinking it was more like an hour and 15 minutes or so. It was freezing. Like it literally, I think, oh, went yeah. from like 88 degrees down to 20 degrees in, in a span of about an hour, hour and a half. Oh, weird. Okay. So that's, that's probably time. what yeah. happened. Um, <laughs> but one way or the other, it was just crazy how, I mean, literally it looked like summer and then not kidding within 12 hours. It looked like winter. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. That'll stress trees out for sure. So that was two years ago. Then last year, the leaves, something happened with the leaves. And so they kind of went from green to just brown, died and fell off. We never got the colors. 
So yeah. it's been three years since we've had colors, but this year it's like the brilliant, oh my gosh, positively brilliant colors this year. Normal fall good. Bright good. yellow, bright red, bright orange. I mean, it has been exceptional, just glorious. Good. And we've had a lot of smoke, of course, from the fires, but we have had a few days where the smoke went elsewhere and we've had that bright, deep blue sky that is usual for Colorado this time of year. Mm-hmm. So it's just been, oh my gosh, amazing. And just going around yeah. and, and we have this little tradition where we'll drive around and we'll look for fall trees and, you know, just enjoy them during the middle of a sunny day. And then the other thing is to crunch through the leaves, whether you're walking on them or biking on them or something like that, you know, but it's just such a, I don't know. It's a fun thing to do. There's just something about it. It's just absolutely gorgeous and beautiful. And you got to stop and smell the colors, man. <laughs> Every year. <laughs> Every darn year. It's so important. I'm going to tell you what. This- this last weekend was the weekend that we usually get every year in the Midwest where the leaves went from all being on the trees to half of them in our, in our lawn now. Oh, of course. Um, or just over the weekend because we had a breezy weekend. You always have that first really breezy weekend in fall, right? Yeah. And this last weekend was that weekend. Now, not all the trees have lost their leaves yet, but some of them have. So we're there. We're there. Isn't and Des Moines it- got plenty of nice deciduous trees that change colors and yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I'm a huge fan of is taking the black beast, you know, my, my amazing computer, the black beast of, yeah, you know, what I'm yeah, about. right. Well, yeah. so anyway, taking him and decking him out in the beautiful RGB. I know some people hate RGB. I get it. I'm a lighting nerd. I love this thing, but I made my computer look like red. Well, it is red, orange, and yellow. Oh, nice. And so it actually Good looks idea. like fall leaves. With the sun coming through, you know, so my studio at night looks like a fall tree. It's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it's Steve neat. can't do that. I'm looking at him right now disdainfully, but I really shouldn't because he does so much for me. But That's no, he's, he's not That's decked good. out with the RGB. I'm a little jealous, but I'm glad one of us is doing that. I, I had to. I mean, it was one of those things where everybody was kind of, you know, ripping on RGB. And I was just like, you know what, though? I'm such a big fan of lighting that why not? And I'm going to add a few fun things to it. You know, you can get those little RGB strips that are magnetic. Yeah. They're not that expensive. Uh-huh. You just get them in there no. and you do your thing. And I mean, almost every keyboard now comes with lighting and a my, lot of the mice do. Mice do. I, I mean, it's crazy. Almost everything comes with lighting. I had to turn so. my mouse off that with the RGB. It's yeah. a little too much. <laughs> well, you know, and it is fun. I don't know. I, I've talked about how fall. I think we all talked about how fall is our favorite season. And I don't know if that, you know, is for everybody, but that's something we love. And so, you know, making fun drinks and foods this time of year. And I mentioned the tours and, and you know, for me watching Harry Potter is it's a tradition. And even if it's sort of in the background while I'm doing something else, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Other October movies I'm looking for. In fact, there was a movie that if you can believe this, I'd never heard of it. It was from 2003 called the haunted house. Eddie Murphy's in it. Uh, no. So it's based on the Disney haunted house ride, which I remember. Oh yeah. I've been on many times. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I remember. I mean, I loved that. The haunted house was a cool thing. So it's based on that. The first part where you're in that elevator, and well, what I don't know, I really don't know. Is it an elevator or what it is? Where the walls look like they're going up and up and up. Oh yeah, and yeah. like right on the entrance, that's the first thing you do on that ride. That's always, I, I, I feel like I knew exactly what was happening at one point, but I've forgotten. So yeah, it's it's just a neat little effect that they do where it makes you look like you're either the ceiling's getting way way further away or you're just going down an elevator. I don't remember which, but yeah, I I remember the ghosts where like yeah. you you pop your head up and they pop their head up and they're supposed to kind of model your body type yeah so it's like oh that looks like me as a ghost and yeah I, it's been a while since i've been there but it was just a fun little ride and 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, I find this movie that's, you know, 17 years old, never heard of it. So I thought, yeah, I'm going to give it a chance. I'm going to watch it. So that's on my list. There is a new Adam Sandler Halloween movie called Hubie Halloween on Netflix right now that actually looks fun and is surprisingly even getting decent reviews. Interesting. Even though I love Adam Sandler movies for the most part. For me, it's a turn your brain off. There's usually laughs. <laughs> there's usually so. <laughs> happy moments and you usually leave the movie feeling better. His his biggest movies were in my pre-self-medication days, but <laughs> I've always felt like if you were self-medicating, Adam Sandler movies would be some of the best movies you can watch. And I'm talking the old school. It's like like Happy Gilmore, like oh, yeah. uh, like uh, Billy Madison, Tommy Boy, Tommy Boy, Billy Madison, those guys. He wasn't in Tommy Boy though. Well, he might have been in it, but he wasn't. Oh there. no, Tommy Boy was uh, David Spade and, yeah. and uh, Chris Farley. What's his name? Farley, yeah, yeah. You're thinking Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, The Water Boy. Wedding Singer. I mean, some of those old 90s movies of his that were really good. Even, I mean, I liked Wedding Singer. <laughs> oh, I loved Wedding Singer. I mean, yeah. but even Mr. Deeds was a fun one. You know, it was stupid, stupid, but it was fun. I, I go into his movies expecting dumb, funny, and just to laugh and feel good. Yes. That's it. There's a video that's circulating right now on Facebook, and I actually went to the guy's YouTube channel, and his name is Daniel LaBelle. Mm-hmm. One of his videos is circulating and it's, it's, it's a funny stuff. He does actually really good stuff. If you ever check it out, Daniel LaBelle on, on YouTube, I don't even know the guy, but I'm going to totally promote him because it's funny. He just does these little home videos where you can tell he's physically fit, but the video that's circulating is called if people acted aggressively. So everything he does is, is in an aggressive way. So like he's walking up the stairs and it's very aggressive, you know, and he, (laughs) <laughs> his his wife's like, hey, could you put this box in the car? It's heavy. And he goes, yeah, sure. No problem. And he reaches down and he takes the box and he throws it in the car as hard as he can. And <laughs> he walks off. It's really funny. Well, it's been circulating and I just like, oh my gosh, that is that. I mean, that's just gold right there. Well, then he did one that especially gamers would appreciate this. But even if you if you have Zoom meetings and somebody doesn't have good Internet, if people lagged in real life. <laughs> Oh, that's good. But especially as gamers, you know, when you're running and then all of a sudden you're back running where you started and then you're back running and then you're like somewhere else. Like getting rubber banded. Yeah. Yeah. He he does that. And the editing is genius in it. It's just beautiful. But it's very simple. Fun to watch. We need stupid things (laughs) once in a while to just relax and be like, oh, I needed that laugh. I just it's ridiculous. I agree. And the creativity is just beautiful. All right. So what else are you watching right now or doing for October Halloween, fall, whatever. Love ideas. Love some fun drink. Oh, oh, oh. I'm going to, okay, I'll just show you this real quick. Drinks, pumpkin spice chai turmeric latte. Seems like a lot. So it's a pumpkin spice sauce, which I would prefer to home make my own pumpkin spice, which would be actual real spices with pumpkin. That's just mm-hmm. throwing that out. And then chai, good chai, ideally home, homemade is better or something, you know, good spicy. And then, yeah, adding in some actual turmeric, turmeric powder. And yeah, then, I don't have enough of an idea of what turmeric tastes like to get a firm, you know, it's mental a, it's a, it's a root. taste of that, you know? It's a root vegetable. It's, it's very, I think it's really good. Now, if okay. you're using real turmeric root, it might be a little strong. But if you're Is using... Is it spicy or uh, it's like got pepper? A, think of a root. So like garlic, onion... It's all got a bit of a kick, but it doesn't linger. You know what I mean? Carrots are root too. And I- True, but I'm thinking of like a like a a root herb versus like a yeah. Anyway, but okay. turmeric does have a bit of a kick, but ginger. the yes, yes, actually, it is more along the ginger family side. That makes sense. Uh, even though it has a different flavor, but 
turmeric like turmeric powder is actually going to be a little bit lighter, maybe even a touch sweeter than turmeric actual root. Okay. Even though it's the same thing as well, it should be the same thing, but basically but it works in a spice, in a spice chai latte. Huh? It's really, really good. Yeah. It was a very interesting fall flavor taste and it, it just had some fun notes. So wholly worth doing. Okay. So like one of my favorite Halloween candies was Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh, still is dude. Well, we found courtesy of Abel James, by the way, and I know we've mentioned this on the show before, but we do this every single October is we make Abel James's wild peanut butter cup recipe. Oh, really? Which is all homemade and you're using healthy peanut butter and you're using, you know, real chocolate. It's all homemade so that you're not having all the preservatives and the junk and the extra sugars and, you know, the peanut butters that have sugar in them too and all that. Like you're actually getting a healthier dish. You can Less use processed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you can use like, well, like our nuanced chocolate factory. So you could use stuff like that. That is a real dark chocolate. Super good for you. You could use milk. You could use. I love the white chocolate peanut butter cups. Just got to say that. It's so good. <laughs> white chocolate's one of those things that I can't. My, my brain just can't wrap itself around. It doesn't taste bad to me. Yeah. But I'm one of those people. And there's lots of us out there that don't like white chocolate for whatever reason. True. And I think it's because my brain thinks chocolate should be brown or dark brown. Yeah. And, and when it's white, it, it weirds it out, you know? And most white chocolate is not actual chocolate. Right. It's just sugar and uh, cocoa butter. But yeah, the, so. the nuance white chocolate is actually chocolate. It has cocoa in it. Okay. But they're one of the only ones. And they're, I think they're white chocolate. Okay. So you know how like most milk chocolate is a 33% dark essentially. And then like the dark chocolate usually starts at I think 55 to 60%. Okay. Nuance is 70% dark. And their milk chocolate is I think 45 to 55%. Oh, and it's really good, by the way, really rich. And then their white, like most white chocolate has 0% chocolate and nuance has, I think between 33 and 45% chocolate in the white. So it's, oh, it's so good. Okay. Oh my gosh. If anybody needs this recipe, just hit me up. I'll, I'll be happy to share it. Well, no, that's, that's what I have as far as fun, just a couple fun things there, but that's what I want to know. What are you drinking and eating for October? What are you watching? What are you doing? What are some of your traditions? Share them. This is a fun time for many of us and not all of us, but for it can be fun for everyone. It can be. Yes. Yeah. It's just a matter of attitude. Yeah. It's a good time. Unless you're going through a tough time and then that, that kind of erases it, but I understand. That's true. I've been working on Pilates lately. Thanks to Mackenzie. Yes. I was really excited pushing myself like, man, I got this. I mean, it's been six months, but I got this and I jacked up my glutes a bit. Oh no. Yeah, well, Wait, that's that's me not jacked being jacked up your glutes, Brian. Uh, can I check those glutes out, Sonny Boy? You let can reach around and help them. Give them a little squeeze to see how they feel. Yeah, let let Doctor Herbert come in. Uh, mm-hmm. So a bedtime visit. I, I found my old '80s VHS. Had to pull out the VCR. Abs of or was it buns of steel? I'm sorry, buns of steel. You remember those videos from the '80s? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I pulled it out. Was it, and wait, I, was it? <laughs> Wasn't Buns of Steel uh, Suzanne Summers? Was she involved in that? I actually don't even remember. I just remember Buns of Steel, and it was kind of like a running joke. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, no, I was actually doing Pilates, and we were working the glutes, which, by the way, for those of you who are like, what's a glute? That's your butt muscle. Just throwing that out. It's your butt. So glutes are beautifully helpful for walking and core strength. I mean, so many different things, right? Yeah. Sitting. There's a lot of reasons to use your glutes and to strengthen them up. 
Well, <laughs> if, if I am correct at what happened, so the first time I really truly believe that I did rupture my lower disc, but that second round that came back, I'm pretty sure it was the glutes. And the interesting part about the glutes is that when they hurt, they radiate, right? So you're not entirely sure. Well, is it my back? Is it a disc? Is it interesting? my hips? I mean, which one is it? Well, it's probably the glutes. And then, of course, the other muscles around it are a little overused or improperly used because you're not walking correctly. And so then you start having back muscle pain as well. You know, it all works together. God, so, I, wish, I wish Mike were on this episode. He'd have so much fun with this conversation. You're talking oh about gosh. damaging your glutes. Oh man, that's candy for that guy. I know. I know. It'd be amazing. <laughs> so the point is, is that I've been working it out. I got to go see, uh, you know, our fellow fun PT and, you know, he kind of did some dry needling and I've just been kind of doing some stretching, but here's the cool part. Last time when I really jacked up my glutes, it was months. And this time it was four days, five days, maybe. And I was already back to almost feeling better. I mean, they're still a little sore and, but it was last Wednesday and by Monday of this week, I was feeling better and then it's just been like progressively better. So that's a really, really good thing. You know, you just know that you overdid it, get back into it, keep the strength going, keep moving. Uh, And I was having an interesting conversation too with spider pan over Voxer and he was talking about working out and stuff. And then, you know, there were some conversations, you know, mental health awareness was very recently and so are there conversations, you know, just going on about like depression and, you know, being hard on yourself, not loving your health, yourself enough and that kind of thing. And it really like in that moment, I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, duh, exercise. Hello. I mean, we all know this, but it was like this correlation that it's like, this is why exercise is so important. And many of us have had less exercise this year because everything was shut down. Yeah. But enough. exercise, man, exercise. We see this in dogs. If you walk a dog 30 minutes a day next to you or behind you, not letting the dog walk you or do whatever it feels like, you know, that dog not only gets good physical exercise, but it also gets mental discipline because it has to stay next to you. You're in charge. You're, you're leading, right? Interesting. Your dog will be less crazy guaranteed throughout the rest of the day. Prove me wrong, by the way. So it's the same thing for humans. Same thing for cats. Yeah, exactly. That if, (laughs) if you, if you as a human being get exercise stuff, you like, by the way, that's the other key. Cause what did they say? The best exercise is that which you'll keep doing because you love it. Exactly. Yes. So if you do that, you're going to feel better physically. You're going to have more endorphins. You're going to feel better about yourself. And naturally, your mental state is going to improve. And right. yet, so we all know of, that from experience. Yeah, but we all forget this. And then we start yes. to wonder why are we upset or depressed or angry or anything else? And it's just like because we're not exercising. Yeah. And why do we do that, Brian? Because we're all a little bit insane. Especially this year. Yeah, especially this year. But I've thought this over and over and over. Why on earth, when I know exercise makes me feel good afterwards? And I always, without exception, there's never a time when you exercise where you're like, oh, why did I have to go through that? That was awful. You know, every single time you're like, I'm glad I did that. Good job, me. Yeah. Yada, yada. And yet we still have days where we're like, I don't want to exercise. And you're thinking, why on earth does that thought go through our minds when we know that there's a significant reward from doing it uh, mentally and physically? It's like a win-win to do it, and it's a lose-lose not to, yet we still make excuses not to and just don't do it, and I'm, I'm just as guilty about that as anybody. The only answer to that is that we're a little bit crazy, all of us. <laughs> we're a little nuts. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Well, so. yeah, there's there's a lot that goes into that. And you're right. It's uh, <laughs> uh, but it's it is true. I mean, why? Well, it's easy to be lazy. 
especially in the moment where you're like, well, I'm not feeling a hundred percent or I'm not motivated. Well, that's exactly why you need to go exercise, but you're right. In that moment, you're just like, I don't know. I can't motivate myself. And you know what? Again, this goes back to do what you love. This is not about training and getting Tony's eight pack abs. You know, we're not talking about that. This is about getting yourself to a functionally healthy state for you, whatever that is. I mean, I'm always talking about, I really don't care if I have jacked biceps and you know, the perfect chiseled abs like you do, Tony. I mean, I just don't care about that as much. What I do care about is can I bend over and pick things up without jacking my back up because I'm six foot four and have back injury, you know, from, well, from the past. And can Dr. I, says you should try that right now. Mr. <laughs> yeah, Brian, try. On over. Grab that cupcake off the ground. <laughs> but there are so many things that we do day to day that we take for granted you know, picking up things off the ground or, you know, walking or, I mean, there's so many things we do that we take for granted. And it's like, where can we get ourselves wherever we're at to a functionally healthy state physically, mentally, and emotionally? I mean, that's the, why not? I mean, why wouldn't we want that? So I don't know. I'm just, I'm I'm encouraging all of us to move a little more, do something you find fun and, and that you'll do consistently and see if you feel better. In addition to doing that, you know, we were talking about the seven days of, of only positive stuff coming out of you, which try it again. Keep going, keep going with that positive stuff, get a little exercise, see how it affects you. Just try. That's why we're talking about all kinds of fun things. You know, some people think that these like fall leaf tours and watching Harry Potter and talking about the drinks is all fluff and it's just, there's no purpose. There's no actual intrinsic value. And it's all a lie. Those are the duds in life that say that. So find good things like this and, you know, enjoy the simple things in life. In fact, another thing Spider-Pan told me, which, you know, I haven't even talked to him in the longest time. And finally, we had a little conversation back and forth on Voxer. He said, you know what? I'm going to go buy some of those, uh, those newly redone He-Man action figures that are coming back out. Oh, yeah. He's like, I need to get some of those. I never had them as a kid and I'm going to put them up on a a shelf. And I said, (laughs) I I mean, those may not have been his, his exact words, but you get the point. And I thought, dude, I'm proud of you. Like, that's awesome. Simple things, man. Enjoy the simple things in life once in a while. It's good. Well, ideally you're enjoying the simple things all the time. There you go, man. There you go. So speaking of enjoying the simple things, what's better than killing two birds with one stone? What's better, Brian? Killing multiple birds with a phaser or something like that. Well, I don't know about that because when I was a kid, I would have agreed with you. But nowadays, I, I look back at the things I did to poor little birds and I was like, why am I not a serial killer? And why did I enjoy doing that? Wait, no. Are you actually serious? What, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, I was one of those kids who went around the neighborhood, well, in like rural Nebraska or places like where there was hardly anybody around, but I would be the kid with the BB gun hunting sparrows. Oh, wow. That's what I did when I was probably starting at, le- at age 11 through age 15 which back in then is a long time. <laughs> it's a lot of years, that, right? For that, a kid. That is a little disturbing. You know, I, I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah. I've never, I like chicken, but yeah. I have never actually killed a bird. And uh, I do like birds a lot and Good I like animals. You. So I, yeah, I joke about killing birds and I really actually don't like killing <laughs> birds, but you know, it, it's, I don't know that, no, I, that whole term though. Killing two birds with one stone is like, what? It's a, what? Well, but, to answer your question, what is better than killing two birds with one stone is knowing where the heck that saying came from. Oh, yes. Yeah. Tell us. So before I tell you, though, I'm going to finish my story. Yeah, I was a little bit of a murderer when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, I, I went around with BB gun and then later on a pellet gun. I would shoot at anything. Roundhogs, rabbits, sparrows, 
Robins, whatever. If it was li- if it was alive and small enough to be murdered by a BB gun, I did it. And I just got something out of that. And now when I look back at it, I'm like, how, what, why? I, I just, I can't relate to myself anymore from what the, that attitude that I had back then. So you really were just great. the avian annihilator. I mean, we talked about avian annihilation yeah. at the beginning of the show, but you actually were the avian annihilator. Yeah, I was wow. an avian annihilator. Yeah. Now no, I no, didn't no, go no. hunting the. and stuff, but. Well, okay, yeah, okay, I was fine. the. It's like the Unabomber. Yes. I mean, you know, you were the avian annihilator. <laughs> yeah, I had uh, an AA yeah. on it on my T-shirt, and people thought it was American <laughs> Airlines. But I mean, no, it's avian annihilator. But see my BB gun. Yeah. Anyway, so I used to be that guy, and you know what they say about those kids that they're going to be serial killers someday. They're more likely to be sociopaths because they just don't have that innate valuing of life, right? Sure. But somehow, over the course of the decades, I developed that innate value of life, whereas where now I have a shotgun, but I just have it because I got it when I was in high school and I haven't ever gotten rid of it. And it's nice to have, you know, in case something bad happens, <laughs> but the, the, the desire to go out and murder animals for any reason, and again, I'm not saying anything, nothing against hunting. I'm not, I'm not going there, folks. If you're a hunter, awesome. I, I'm, you're totally fine. I just don't have the same urge that I used to to take life wantonly like I did, you know? Mm, yeah. Without any purpose. Hunting at least has a purpose. Ostensibly, when you're hunting, you're going to keep and use the animal that you kill, right? Sure. Uh, all the hunters I know, that's how they are. They, they, eat the, they eat the pheasants, they eat the deer, all that. That's awesome. I love that. Uh, but I was murdering animals for no reason at all. Now, I wasn't mean to cats and dogs or anything. I wasn't like full on sociopath when I was a kid. I just liked to shoot birds so <laughs> and rabbits. <laughs> That's <laughs> anyway. Well, you know, so with the hunting, it is like, I, I mean, you think about back to natives and how they would kill animals to feed them and they would use it was the, a necessity. They yeah. would use the hides to keep them warm or, you know, whatever they would, they would make stuff out of it. And they right. would use the bones for things. It's like they, they would use the entire animal. Yes. And to me like that, that made sense, but it's the ones that, and I, again, this is not a judgment. It's more of a question like the ones that hunt for sport for no reason. I mean, yeah, I guess that you've got your trophies. Um, I personally don't understand that as much again, no judgment. Well, I'm just saying I don't, yeah. I don't comprehend that as much, but then there's the, the ones that will hunt for sport and then just leave them to rot. And I don't well, understand yeah, that either. So that's just, that is sociopathic. Uh, it feels um, like it. I mean, but maybe there's a reason for it. Maybe there's a good explanation. No. I don't know, but I'm, I'm just, that's me being open to something. Yeah. Like you know. big game hunting, like trophy hunting, like people who still go out and hunt elephants and tigers and stuff like that. Yeah. I just don't get that. And it then taxidermy them and set. put them in their yeah, entryway. I'm not kidding. That happens. Uh, yeah. It happens a lot. I don't get that. It doesn't set well with me. You do you, but I just, I, I don't espouse stuff like that, but we're going to go from the why to the where did it come from? Yes, uh, so killing two birds with one stone, please. I found a few different answers on this, but the only definitive answer I found made the most sense, and that's what I'm going to present here. The idioms.com is where I got this one. Okay. In its present form, the earliest printed record of this idiom, kill two birds with one stone, was found in 1656. Hmm. It is to be believed that the phrase was originated from the story of Daedalus and Icarus from Greek mythology. Daedalus, he supposedly killed two birds with one stone in order to get the feathers of the birds and make the wings that he and his son Icarus used to escape the labyrinth on Crete by flying out. In that myth, Daedalus killed two birds with one stone to get its to get their feathers. Okay. And so that's where it came from. Well, and then of course it makes sense that the the idea behind it is to be more efficient. 
That, I mean, that's the whole thing. That's that's yes. why people use it. But, Get yeah, more than one thing done with with one action. I like that. So you yeah. know, people do this all the time. They'll say, "Kill two birds with one stone," and it's like, "Why don't you just kill them all with one stone?" You know, let's be the most efficient here. Or like, I, I've always loved this one: "Get your ducks in a row." We're gonna have to figure that one out too, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And I've, ducks in a row. I've never liked that, but I've always said, "Get your chickens in a pyramid," because getting your ducks in a row is a lot easier than getting your chickens in a pyramid. And believe me, when your chickens are in a pyramid, you are there. Okay, well, that's cool, man. I appreciate the the history lesson on that one. It's good to know where these come from because. As they would say, you know, I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> that's right. So that's, that's a good thing right. to know. Uh, do you want to do share? You want to do one more? Yeah, please. Yeah. Continuing on the lines uh, along the lines of uh, the uh, animal theme we're doing right now. Uh, straight from the horse's mouth is mm, our next one. Yes. Now, the origin of this phrase has a reference to horse racing. Tips on the likely winner in a horse race are circulated among the punters. Okay. So now, what exactly are punters? Some of the do with the gambling process. Sure, anyway, sure. Yeah, I don't know. The most trusted sources are the ones closest to the horse, the stable boys. Gotcha. The phrase goes one step further and better, i.e., from the horse itself. It has been used since the early 1900s, and I got that from the idioms.com as well. It is sometimes said that the phrase originally alluded to examining a horse's teeth to establish its age and therefore value. Hmm. A horse's teeth reveal its age, just as old people without dental care suffer from receding gums and become, quote, long in the tooth, which is where that comes from. By examining a horse's teeth, an expert can make a good estimation of its age. So those are two kind of meshed but separate origin possibilities for that phrase. So, Okay, so the second one makes a lot of sense as far as examining a horse's teeth. But right, the, the it's, it's more one, of a direct explanation. Yeah, sure. or more of a direct source. Uh, the first one, though. I just don't understand that one, though, where they're saying that it has to do with horse racing. So whether or not this horse is going to win, the punters would circulate tips, but the, they would go to the stable boys to know, like, okay, you know, should we bet on this horse or not kind of thing. But then it's saying yeah. it goes one step further from the horse itself, and it's like, well, what does that mean? Yeah, you're right. That That explanation is worded strangely. So... It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, there you go. There's like some, some lost in translation, lost in history, yeah. you know, that you just never really know, but interesting. Okay. Yeah, that, was, well, that might be our first awkward origin, Brian. You know what? This is good though, because we go, okay, well, we're not entirely sure, but this is one that we're still wondering about, yeah. but the teeth makes sense because the value, right? So straight from right. the horse's mouth, examining the teeth to understand its age and value. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, the second explanation is a little more comprehensive, but yeah, uh, I guess if you're if you're into horse racing, you might be able to understand the first explanation a little more and okay. how it relates to the phrase. But I'm having a little trouble. So okay, so horse race betters, please contact us and let us know what that first part means because I oh, I don't know. Please do. It would be nice. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you sharing those. And also, I understand you are renovating your bathroom are you making now, oh yeah now please tell me though are are you going to turn your toilet area into an actual throne where you step up and you know so not only is it a throne but it's a throne the wife vetoed that idea i'm oh, sorry come yeah. on susan yeah that was yeah. awesome yeah could you imagine no, like no walking up steps you know and it's got like the red carpet and then you've got the, yeah. the servants that bow down you know at the bottom and along the steps and then they we really you, don't have yeah, the room for that, Brian. I'm sorry. Our, our bathroom's really small. Dang it. Our main bathroom is pretty small. What What about so, the guy handing you a towel and a mint? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, dude, he's 
what the heck kind of bathroom are you making if the, you're not the, doing that? The last guy we hired to do that in our last house just didn't work out. And we said, you know, let's just not do that anymore. <sighs> okay, fine. I, I get it. Yeah. I, I get it. All right. So tell me what you are doing, though. Did I tell you about in the show about, you know, the one issue we've had with this new house since we moved in in April? And that's the mold, the mold issue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the, you know, so we they had the, da- the water damage in the bathroom and we had yep. the, the subflooring and the vinyl floor covering replaced, but that did not fix the problem. It still stinks. Hmm. So the mold is underneath the tile shower, which the grout had failed in. Our previous oh, owners man. of this house, they had been using that shower and, they, and, the, and the inspector totally missed this, which is crazy, which is why they paid for that first reno. But they had been using the shower with gaping holes in the grout uh, where, where, the, where the tiles met. Like what, there, there was one like quarter inch wide hole Oh the, on the on the lip of the shower and they were just using the shower like that and before i even set foot in that shower i caulked that the big holes and, and cracks but the damage had been done oh yeah and so now we're we're paying for that and it what it ended it's ending up not costing as much as we had worried uh, that it would but we have it scheduled we have the down payment paid off and they won't be doing it until like the right after the new year though so man that yeah sucks we've had issues with that in the past too in fact toilets are notorious for their seals going out and so then the water the fresh water you know from the the toilets like starts leaking under the sub well in the subfloor so it's like it's underneath your what you see but it's leaking and it's creating mold and mm-hmm. you know everything's getting soft and other problems like mm-hmm. it's just scary we we had a little bit of that we've known people that have had that same problem have had to replace the subfloor and the floor around the toilets too and so it's just like oh my gosh and then yes Oh my gosh, like we had issues with that with our shower where we were realizing that the grout was starting to crack and we actually got to the point where they were saying, remember, I think I mentioned this on the show when we had that flood in our kitchen last year, it was, yeah. I had those guys, the restoration guys go in and look at the bathroom and the ki- and the shower and they said, highly recommend you do something about this soon or you will have a problem in the walls Right. for right. that exact reason. And so, you know, we got that all done and what was really cool is we at that time took advantage of let's tile all the way to the ceiling to, you know, cause how many times did the water splash up onto the actual drywall and paint a lot? So it's like, we need to go all the way to the ceiling this time. But yeah, I totally yeah. understand that. So wh- what's your plan then? What are you, are you going to go do tile in there or how are you going to make nope. it work? We're going groutless. So, so are you doing like a Acrylic. shower? Oh, okay. Yep. Cool. Yep. All good. You're going to be doing uh, the floor and everything too, or is it all done? Uh, we're going to maintain, we're going to retain the new floor. They're just, I don't want to bore you with the details, but it's, you know, it's it's fun uh, to talk about. Hopefully hopefully it fixes the problem. It's going to fix the problem and it's going to look nice. Yeah. Nice. Are you getting like, do you do shower curtains or shower door? We're shower curtain people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So perfect opportunity for the movie psycho. Perfect. You'll never ever see it coming. Kill her Norman. Kill her. Uh, and then you just spray like chocolate syrup down the drain. It'll be beautiful. Oh yeah. Uh, that's why I hate shower curtains. I hate them. I love shower doors. I like to see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, Hey, thank you for sharing that and good luck on the bathroom. I'm glad it's not going to be as expensive. And yes, you know, that is something we have learned. My parents have learned is that people like to fix things themselves or do the whole DIY thing. And a word of advice, if you're going to DIY something, know what you're doing and don't cut corners because it will come back to bite you. If you don't know what you're doing and you cut corners, stuff like this happens. It's amazing. That's right. Especially with houses. 
Oh yeah. The joys of home ownership though. Mm. It is fun. Capital J dude. That's right, man. All right. So I have to talk about Star Trek lower decks because season one just wrapped up. There's actually a lot going on. Star Trek discovery season three premiered yesterday, which we're going to be watching and talking about. Can't wait. And Mandalorian comes up what the 30th or 31st. I think it's the 30th. Is that that soon? Okay. So next yeah. week or two weeks from now. Yeah. Okay. It's, I mean, basically I'm considering it sci-fi November. So I'm going to watch it sure. in November. We're going to have fun with that. But yes. So sure. STD season three. <laughs> Every time I say that, it's just funny. It is. STD. Yeah. That's out now. So whoever's watching it, let's chat. Let's have some fun. We'll talk But Star Trek lower decks just wrapped up. And I know a lot of people did not like that show. And I'll be honest in even saying that it definitely started off pretty poorly. And I would even say the first few episodes were kind of like, there's some hilarious parts and there's some, wow, not funny people. That was bad. And, and episode four was just like a, a travesty to me. I thought it was a disaster. Yeah. Okay. Episode five, on the other hand, I liked, and here's the thing from that point forward, it got better. Okay. And good. I really enjoyed episodes nine and 10. There were 10 total. I really liked what they did at the ending and everything, but I thought nine and 10 were good. And, and what it's almost like they kind of stopped trying so hard and just kind of let it go naturally. You know, it's possibly it's, it's that thing. It's like when, when people try to be funny, it's just not. Yes, just that's true. Be natural. And it felt like but, they kind of stopped trying to be funny and be stupid and just kind of were a little more natural and started to tell more of a story. And it started to finally come together. Okay. Not yeah, entirely, yeah. but it was, it was, it was good at the end. Yeah. And see my attitude about the series was that I enjoyed it from day one, but very few episodes had me going, wow, this is so good. I don't know if any of the episodes really had me going like that, but I enjoyed all of them from episode one through 10. So, I mean, they were all good. Some were better than others, but, but I don't understand why a lot of people didn't like the show. I don't know if that was an expectations thing or if they were expecting some other format, they don't like the Rick and Morty format or what? I, I think I can answer that because it was not a great show. Mm-hmm. There were parts that were not only not funny, but were downright like that was bad. That was stupid. That was really dumb. And they, they should be ashamed of themselves for trying to be like that. Yeah, I, I don't, I missed those parts. I don't, I never saw that. So. I mean, that's my opinion. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I like humor, but you know, there's really bad humor out there and people like it. There's like a cult following that like really bad humor and I can think of a bunch of those movies, you know, like I've never seen them because I have no desire to, but like the American pie movies or I did see super bad and people absolutely love that movie and think it's one of the I funniest movies movie. ever. And I thought it was one of the worst and most like not in, funny. It, it was so not funny to me. Not funny. Yeah, inappropriate yeah. humor doesn't bother me at all. Well, it wasn't even uh, that it was inappropriate. It was just like, yeah. seriously, people think like this, like this is ridiculous. Yeah. No, so, I'm not I mean, in that funny yet again, I find something <laughs> interesting that should not at all be interesting at all. Yeah. And yeah. So, but what I say is that that's a preference thing. So right. some people yeah. find it funny. Obviously they have a huge following, no judgment. It's what it is. And so I think it's the same kind of thing with lower decks is that it's some people really hate this level of humor. I am not personally into animated shows at all. I have friends that are like, you know, you got to watch South Park. I know you like South Park, by the way, yeah. um, South Park and Rick and Morty and all those. And I just I really have a hard time getting into any of those because one, I'm not a big animated person, as you know. And two is it's like it's just not funny to me because it's it's very forced humor versus okay. like I've talked about the show community so many times. And to me, that's very natural humor. But I mean, that's my opinion. Some people would totally disagree with me and say, oh my gosh, you know, community's horrible. And you know, like we, we laugh at dumb and dumber 
And you look back with reverence on that movie almost. But <laughs> when, when we first watched Dumb and Dumber, our parents thought it was the stupidest thing ever <laughs> at the time. Right. And I don't even, I don't think they still like it, but and it's the same kind of know. thing where like the people who grew up with the first decade of Saturday night live think that's the only Saturday night live. They think that everything beyond that was horrible. People that grew up with the nineties version think that the seventies, eighties and nineties were hilarious and everything after that was horrible. You know, so on and so forth. We're all different right. point is, if you don't like that level of humor or that style, you're not going to like Star Trek Lower Decks, period. There's just no way around it. Now, if like I'm glad I watched it, but was it a good show? Not really. Did it have really good moments? Yes. Did it have some really awesome tributes that I as a Trekkie loved? Absolutely. There was an yeah. episode. I think this was episode nine. So you haven't seen that yet, but it was a major tribute to Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan. I mean, major you'll if, if yeah. you remember that movie enough you will understand what i'm saying if you watch that episode and it was great. i've watched star trek Rathacon. i can't tell you how many times the most of any of them so yeah so you'll appreciate what they did yes so there's moments like that there are some hilarious like really quick references to things that if you're a trekkie you're going to catch them if you're not a trekkie you're going to have no idea what the heck they're talking about it's right. very quick it's very much meant for the the fans the inside fans if you know what i mean yeah, it is meant for the inside fans for sure. And they have a couple cameos and the cameos were great and I loved it and it was fun. So there are good moments in the show. I'm glad I watched it. And for me, because it's Star Trek, I appreciate the Star Trek theme. But I also I went into it realizing that this is kind of a mockery of Star Trek. And yes. that's a good thing because we need that. Yep. And yep. by the way, if you take it that way, then it's funny. If you take it as this is another Star Trek series, um, don't. <laughs> it's just not right. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a satire on. It really Star is. Trek, it really yeah, is. So it's good. Anyway, cool. I did um, finish Umbrella Academy, by the way. Oh yeah. And I re same kind of thing. I had a hard time getting into it the first few episodes, and I even I've heard some, from some other people that were saying it was just too weird for them, and they didn't couldn't continue. I pushed through because um, to me it is it's one of those it's the weirdest thing it's like the creativity of the show and the way that they did the show really draws me in yeah but I'm not sucked in by the episode if that makes sense because some of the story was either too weird or too out there or way too slow but the creativity kept me going so I went to the end and once again show got better just like lower decks and by the end of the season I really enjoyed it. So it was a slow burn. I think that was probably the best way to put it. They, they really only needed probably five episodes for that entire show based on the story. Uh, So, you know, they, they could have done it all then, but it was fun. But anyway, Oh, and by the way, I know I've mentioned this show in the past and it's definitely a kid's show, but I think it's one of the better kids shows that are out there right now is the worst, Witch. I've mentioned that season four just came out on Netflix here in the States anyway. And I don't know, something about it. It's just really fun. It's like the, the first season is definitely kind of a kid's show. And then they really start developing the story. But I mean, it's based on books. It's totally a Harry Potter, you know, rip off, but it's just good. Season five of the expanse got announced and I think it comes out in December. Oh, good. I think. Isn't that funny how they announce it after surely well after they've started filming it? Well, Why I mean, I think they, they, they announced the release date is what I mean. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I have, I never watched season four. I was getting ready to, and then I uh, didn't. And then I said, ah, I'll just save it for sci-fi November. So that's what I'm doing this November. It's great. Hey, we got to talk new music really quick and then sign off and let you get to your weekends. By the way, thanks again for joining us. We just love having you here and we love doing this every week and hope this is a great end to your week as you enter into the weekend. Although I think some people probably listen to this throughout the weekend or Monday, but it's intended to be a Friday show. It's intended to end your week right to lead you into some, some good healthy time. So here's the deal. Bentastic chimed in and I meant to get to this sooner, Ben, and I'm really sorry, but it's better never better than, than late. Never. Oh, sorry. Oh, better never than late. I got that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> better late than never. Yes. So here you go, Ben, what's up? Hey, Brian and Tony. I had an interesting experience this past week in searching out some new music. I really enjoyed uh diving into some Mongolian throat singing. And as I oh, yes. searched on Spotify for throat singing, I came across some Inuit throat singing. Inuit. Uniquely, it's mostly women doing the throat singing. Oh. I was stupid at it. And I just found it really weird and pretty awesome. creepy as a matter of fact. So I, ne- I never knew uh, music discovery could be, could be risky. <laughs> that one guy, Kular, uh, Brian, I sent you that link for numb. Uh, the throat singing uh, version of that has one uh, of rolling in the deep. That's also not so bad. Hope you guys and all your listeners, Brian are having an amazing week. Happy music listening to you all. Well, thanks Ben. And by the way, women doing Mongolian throat singing, that sounds awesome. Oh my gosh. You said it sounded creepy, but that sounds awesome to me. So yeah, I gotta go check that out now. We'll have to check it out. Yeah. You know, as uh, the mad scientist would say, you go down that rabbit hole of weird music. It's pretty fun. So you always end up at Yoko Ono. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, he mentioned Kular, which did, by the way, numb is the Lincoln park song. If you remember that Lincoln park numb, it's a oh, yeah, yeah. Mongolian throat singing version, version of, of numb. that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's in the uh, 2020 TRBS 2020 Spotify mix. If you want to go check that one out and a couple of other ones that I'm really excited about. I mean, most of us probably remember the Smashing Pumpkins. They were yeah. huge in the 90s. And they did a few I things better later. now than I did back then. Yeah, and what's funny is they took some time off and then they came back and they were doing new music and their new music is amazing. Oh, good. So they have a new song that I'm particularly fond of and I have no idea how to pronounce it, but it is spelled C-Y-R. So Seer. Seer. I bet that's what it, I bet. It, I bet that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's on the list too. So TRBS 2020 on Spotify links are in the show notes, by the way, too. So if you're ever like, I don't know where that is. I don't want to search for it. Just go to, to real show.com slash two fifty one. And honestly, any of the shows recently, we've included that link in there for quite some time now. So there's my personal one. There's captain influences personal one. And then there's the TRBS 2020. And I think I even have the 2019 and 2018 in there as well. So go check it out. I love the band of Monsters and Men. They have a new song out called Visitor. It's really good. And then this one, it's so funny. I usually discover music before a lot of people. This is one that I think everybody else probably knew about before me. Mm-hmm. It's the band. Well, I guess it's an artist, uh, The Weeknd, but it's... Mm-hmm. I've heard of him. Okay. A song called Blinding Lights, which is a very popular song now. What I love about it, though, is like the 80s flair to it. Oh yeah, it's got that sweet synthesizer in the background, and it's just super, super catchy. So there's a lot of that nowadays, and I'm I'm I'm, I appreciate that. Yeah, but you've got one. I actually have a music recommendation this week. I never do. 
So I like the song Sleepwalking by the Chain Gang of 1974. It's in the soundtrack for Grand Theft Auto V. Oh, I don't yeah. know where else it is, but it's it's a fairly popular song. And they have a new album in 2020, and the entire album is good. Like nice. every song in it, I liked. It isn't quite like Sleepwalking. It's not too far from it, but it's not, it's it's almost like neo 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 80s okay. type music. But it, it's probably the most contemporary. You'd like it. I think you'd love it, Brian, because you like a lot more contemporary stuff than I do. Yeah, but it's more contemporary than I'm used to liking. That's my suggestion of the week. So. Nice. Okay, well, I'm going to throw in Sleepwalking as a song in addition to I'll pick something out of that new album just for fun. Great song. Oh, and the, the song you want to pick out of it, 4 a.m. Still Lonely. Okay. Well, thank you very much. for. I, I love this. We'll, we'll have more new music coming up here, you know, over the next couple of weeks. I love sharing it. Ben, thank you again. It's so good to hear from you. And anyone, please, you know what? I love that. Voxer. I don't care. Send me an audio message. We will, if you want us to, we'll play it on the show because I love doing that. It's just so good to hear from you guys. So yeah, why not? Thank you. All right. Well, Hey, this has been fun. Let's go have a fun weekend. Let's have a great week next week. We'll see you again. Of course, you know, we've got more coming. In fact, if I'm correct, we've got Lord Thunder coming on, sharing a story as well as Miss Ice. It's going to be four of us, man. It's going to be insane next week. Both at the same time. Really? That's what I heard. Oh, that'd be cool. We're going to have some inspiration with that. And then we're going to have some fun madness with all four of us. You know what we might need to do because there's four of us on the show. Uh, I know I'll sit back and sip a smoothie while you guys chat. I was going to say, while we eat, (laughs) while we all, including you eat birdie bots. Yes, that is deep thoughts with captain influence. Whenever I go fishing, I'm always grateful that my grandma isn't standing behind me when I cast. I just know I would snag her eyelid again. All right. You know what the music means. Music. Music. Yeah. That. Oh, that music. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Snagging eyelids. It's a great band name. True story. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you for joining us. Really appreciate it. Captain, a lot of fun as always. We'll see you next week. We're (laughs) going to have a great week. Have a great week. Be positive. Get some exercise. Have a good one. And this is The Real Brian Show signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.